Hello. Hi, John. <laughs> Hi, Merlin. Sound good. Well, it's early. How'd you sleep last night? I got mm. some sleep. I, you know, today is the day that I, my sleep oxygenation uh, mission is scheduled up in Issaquah. Um, uh, uh, is this where you, uh, it's early. You, you finally got the right thing scheduled with the right people at the right time for the right thing. Apparently, apparently. This is, this is without respect to the Craigslist black market items. Nope. Nope. This is a three, this is a 3 PM appointment today. I'm headed up there. I, uh, you know, I was just sitting here reading an article in psychology today that someone sent me about highly sensitive people <laughs> um, um, uh, were they trying to help oh yeah yeah, Was yeah it a commentary? To, everybody's trying to help huh. and uh i'm wearing a sweatshirt a zip-up hoodie but without a shirt on underneath it which isn't that's completely kind of unprecedented what, why, why are you doing that john well you know i i, I looked in the closet you know, we're in a transition period right now, of course, because it's because of the seasons. The seasons are changing. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. they're always and changing. I, I took I took the uh, short sleeve shirts out of the closet and put them in a bag, and uh, so it's just long long sleeve shirts now. Hmm. But hmm. there's hmm. <clears throat> there's part of me that's just not ready. It's just not. Mm-hmm. I'm just not ready to go into into long sleeve shirts, and so this felt like a compromise, and I don't know why. I don't know why it felt. Like it's not a compromise. Um, we have, we have a lot of, um, actual things to talk about here, so I don't want to open up a new thread, but sure. at some point I would like to discuss for me personally, the mm. importance of personal climactic and environmental management. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. And I feel like the long sleeve shirt is a big piece of that. I think we should each, you know, you know what they say on the planes that what they used to say is put on your own mask, mm. you know, before you help anybody else. Oh, of course. Of course. And I, I think a long sleeve plane, shirt. Like the, uh, like the American planes, the, uh. I was like, oh, you mean like they, where the deer was, and the antelope play? Yeah, is that a thing that they set out on the planes? Put on your own mask first. Put on your own mask. Da 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 da. Yep. Eddie Fisher <laughs> used to be out there. I was like, wow, oh. <laughs> what a great, what an what an ancient phrase. I, I guess I don't know how they meant it. It can mean a lot of things. Um, yes, transition. Yes. Uh, no, so far to Craigslist. No. So was there far. any special prep? Did you have to like you know sometimes when they when they check your butt you got to drink something. Mm-hmm. Oh, or you got to not, not have breakfast, uh, apart from having, uh, appearing shirtless under a sweatshirt. Is there any other prep for your 3 PM appointment? Well, you know, the last time I had an appointment, I, I followed all their protocol. They sent me an email, check into your appointment now. And I was like, okay, you know, I did all the stuff. Go to your, my chart. Okie dokie. <laughs> and this time when I started getting those emails, sign in for your appointment, I was like, Fuck you. <laughs> and so now, you know, because the, they, cause they, they lost my trust, Marlon. They, they lost your trust. trust. The people in my chart lost your trust. Yeah. 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 The, the good people in my chart lost my trust. And so now maybe, here maybe, we are. Maybe it'd be better if they just called it their chart. Yeah, that's what I, that's how I feel it. I feel it's Absolutely. their chart, my chart. Yeah. You can call it my chart all day, but that doesn't make it my chart. I mean, it sounds like, sounds to me like basically you've agreed that if I agree to, to the, if I agree to the terms and conditions of the EULA, then I'm allowed to, to, uh, you will lend me your chart, but I don't get to like have my own chart. Really. It's the chart you feel like giving me this week. That's right. If it was truly my chart, we would have mm-hmm. started way back upstream, but also if it, if it were my chart, it would be incomplete <laughs> and it wouldn't. Yeah, but that, that, that's part of it being your chart. I mean, right. if somebody handed you your subway card and it was already all punched, then it wouldn't be a card. It would just be a free sandwich. Free sandwich. It's your journey and it's your, it should be your chart. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't mean to derail this. No, no, no. And it's okay. Three What's o'clock. Go- okay. So they're not going to put the wires on you. This is the preliminary pre-check-in, pre-check-in. where where somebody strokes their beard and asks you questions about your sleep patterns. Do you know? Uh, do you know what, what do you anticipate happening at three? I'm going to drive up to Issaquah. Mm-hmm. Issaquah used to be a charming little mountain town. Uh, about what is it, forty-five minutes to the to the east? You know, right in the foot of the mountains. 
It was a cowboy town, and then it became a bedroom community for Microsoft employees. Uh. And so it went from it was it, so it ended up being like those towns in uh, you know up there north of Sausalito, where it's like this looks like a little town, except boy, there's a lot of money here. There's no uh-huh. money in a little town. No money in a little town. And so, hmm. uh, so it's because and then there were all these crazy housing developments where they took a bunch of forest and they. They chopped it all down and they built, you know, McMansions right close to each other. It's the whole, it's the American story. And this is Redmond ad- adjacent? Well, uh, no, it's, it's further up. It's, um, you know, you so go- it's, maybe it's, it's maybe sort of similar and I'm not going to try to drop too many names cause you're, you're way better at it than I am. But you know, there's a thing that happens in the Bay area or has happened as you can imagine for some time, which is these, uh, charming small towns or these like growing mid-sized towns or whatever suddenly get this influx of people because for this month anyway, they could afford a house there mm. or a rental there. Like there were cases, there was an article in the paper 20 years ago about a janitor at Stanford who lived in like, I want to say like Contra Costa County. <laughs> but but also that could go for, I mean, you know, like San Jose used to be a nice little quiet, quiet town. Now, not so much. But, yeah. uh, so, so it, it, it's, it's called Issaquah. Is that right? Issaquah. Yeah. They, I, I feel like the area around, uh, the bay there, the city, the city that rocks, the city that never stops, mm. the city by the bay, mm. the city that you literally built on rock and roll. You see, well, did, did you know that originally that song was about Los Angeles? Whoa. I mean, they're kind of from the marina journey. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, or Pack Heights maybe, but uh, no, they're mostly an L.A. band. And, you know, the original lyric, I'm going to blow your mind, you ready? <clears throat> when the lights go down in the city and the sun shines on L.A. Oh, dear. Okay, how, how about that? How do you feel about that? It's terrible, but I was actually referencing the song by Jefferson Starship, or I'm sorry. Well, you were later, the, but at first they, you were talking about the city by the bay. Oh, the city by the bay. Yeah, that's the city that rocks and that never stops. Talking about Cleveland? That's also a city that rocks that they built on rock and roll. But no, I've, I'm but talking city, about but your the own city. Was, city. The city was gone. It was. Seneca that's a different Cahoga city. Falls. No, okay. that's true. That's the same. No, it's the different. Boy, it's really hard to tell what she's talking about there. I mean, they should be clearer about all this stuff, but you're not, you're not going there to meet, uh, you know, Steve Perry, I think, uh, does he have the Dennis DeYoung thing where he's afraid of lights? What's the thing where they had to get the Filipina fella to come in and be Steve Perry? Didn't they have to do a, sw- a little switch him up because, uh, Dennis DeYoung's the one who's scared of lights, right? I thought Dennis DeYoung got kicked out of sticks because he was well, he too was difficult their, he, he was to their work. Peter Cetera. That was part of the problem. Yeah, he was a he was he was just a bad. I thought he was a bad bandmate. If you don't I, know who the Cetera in the room is, it's definitely you. Ooh, God, what a curse! Well, let me talk to Pete. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like the you know the the thing about Steve Perry was just that, as happens to all of us, he couldn't hit the notes anymore. Oh, is that right? And he didn't want to. He didn't want to go out and transpose all the songs down a step and a half. He, Mm -hmm. he had his millions and he wanted to just uh, go, go gently. So, Mm -hmm. so he'll always have uh, Oh Sherry. You can't sing that. You can't sing that stuff when you're 70 years old. It's too high. Yeah. I'm doing it. I'm doing the, uh, I'm doing the head voice thing where you switch to a falsetto. Steve Perry didn't used to always have to do that. He had that, uh, he had that cool sleeveless shirt with like a tiger pattern on it. Oh, that was I a never good time thought, for them. That I was never a good liked time. him uh, as a as a uh, as a thing to watch, but I did like him as a thing to listen to. They had that one um, that one record, a couple records where they crossed over. I think by the time they got to Escape, things were getting a little bit silly. But they had that period where they go from I don't know the names of them. It's like you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, they all have a name. The names are always like a noun, right? Mm, I, you know, my my. Deep, deep knowledge of Journey is not that deep. Okay. I go, I go sort of, I, I, you know, I love the singles. I love the singles. Oh, sh- I'm telling you, man, you could go, you could go and put on one of those late seventies, early, early eighties. You could go, uh, let's see. Now what's the good one? What's the good one? What's the, escape is the, escape is the pretty good one. That's the one with open arms. 
But before that, you got when Greg Raleigh still thought he was the singer. And so they do that one-two punch of um, bow, now, uh, of any time. And uh, what are the two songs? Yeah, they do the two songs. I got I'm no idea. I, I honestly have a zero. zero okay, I'm the... sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I brought it up. I just, I had a terrible night's sleep, John. Oh, I'm drinking bro. three. No, 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 no. Oh, no, that explains so much. The, the oh, very wholesome to talk topic. About the sleep study, and it's you you want to talk about. It was a, it was a, it was a backdoor topic. Oh, tell me about oh, your night of sleep. No, it's okay. It's just oh, that, did a well, lizard you know, crawl on I, you? Did, did somebody drop a pan in the kitchen? No, 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 no one dropped a pan. Oh, I Only British people can fly. <laughs> This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertraining. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and to run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they got you covered. Squarespace combines cutting-edge design and world-class engineering making it easier than ever to establish your home online and to make your ideas a reality. Do it. it you know, if you will, it, it is no dream, they say, you know. Squarespace has everything that you need to create a beautiful and modern website. You start out with a professionally designed template and you use really easy drag and drop tools to make it your own. You can customize the look and feel, the settings, the products you have on sale, all this and much, much more with just a few clicks, maybe a couple drags. Real fun, real easy. All Squarespace sites are optimized for mobile, so your content automatically adjusts so it will look great on any device. You'll also get free unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources that will help you succeed. You know there's nothing to patch or upgrade ever. They have their award-winning 24 by 7 customer support if you need help, and they'll even let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. Plus, you'll have everything you need for SEO and email marketing to get your ideas out there. You know, what do you do with Squarespace? What can't you do? You can make your big idea into your new site, showcase your work. You can have a blog. You can have galleries. Promote your business. Announce an upcoming event. It's all it's all so fun, so easy to use. Now, as you probably know, I hope you know, I'm a huge Squarespace fan. I've been with them for, I believe, over a decade at this point. And uh, they've been really good to me. They've been great to this show uh, because, of course, Squarespace.com is also where Roderick on the line is exclusively Hosted. So do me a favor, and right now you head out to squarespace.com slash supertrain for a free trial, and no credit card is required. Just go get started, play around. When you're ready to launch, use our special offer code supertrain, because that's going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Once again, squarespace.com slash supertrain, and when you decide to sign up, use the offer code supertrain for 10% off your first purchase. And, you know, it shows your support for our program, which we really appreciate. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line, and all the great shows. Um, here's the hot thing. tub's too hot. It's the. It's that's not the, funny. It's not funny we, when the hot tub's too hot. This little chair for you. Mm-hmm. Poop up on. all this wicker. <laughs> God damn it! Nice pull. I didn't think you liked comedy. Um. Um. Uh, no, it's just that the last two nights I've been having the dream. Uh, the kind of uh, the, there's most of my dreams are pretty. And don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you my dream. Um, it's uh, it's uh, well, of I. Know I want. Well, I'm always happy to share my dreams, but there's a kind of creative dream that's fun where something happens. But then there's a kind of what I want to call a, a functional dream hmm. where even as I'm stuck in the functional dream, and it's usually the latter part of the night, I can tell because my, my sleep app tells me how badly I'm sleeping at this time hmm. and uh, that I'm not getting any deep sleep. And I know it's because but, I'm having a functional dream and a functional does, does... dream. Hang on just a second. Does the yes, sleep app cause you, does it, does the sleep app contribute to your, uh, your anxiety about sleep? Are no. you performing for your sleep app? No, it doesn't. I think that okay. is, it's a very good question. I think it absolutely can cause anxiety, especially for people who like come in, the snorks who come in and are like, ah, I'm pretty sure my sleep is terrible. I should get an app. And then they obsess over the app. They can, they may choose mm, to. Mm maybe unintentionally. I've been doing this for years and it just runs. So I mainly use it as a way to like, before I even look at it, I say to myself, I say, huh, I wonder how I slept last night. And I how make a I guess. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. That seems fun. And that can confirm that. But the, the anyway, you had a dream, maintenance dream. Oh, functional. I functional. had a maintenance dream that was very functional. And that's the kind of dream where even as I'm in it and I can't get out of it, I have to do something impossible 
that's impossible in an impossible way, and it's impossible for me to do. Hmm. Dude, I don't know if you ever have these, but like, like some a people puzzle like, oh. or or like, hey, carry this uh, that's very large uh, engine block up a hill or what yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, sure could be. But like, no, the problem is like, even if I explain it to you, you're either going to get it or you're not going to get it. Sure. Or, you know, that's once you know, you know, everything. you know. Yeah. And so the night before last, for example, I had a classic, which is that uh, I had to, um, oh, wait, I think I might have actually written this down. You may be, you may get the bad fortune of me actually having written this one down. Okay. You, wait, do you keep a uh, dream journal? Oh, yeah. I write down, I, anytime I have a dream that I can remember, I write it down. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh -huh. And then when you go back and read about them, do, does it all sound like gibberish or do you go, oh, oh right. No. Well, I'd be, I would love to talk about this uh, because my thing is, and, and you know, a friend of the show, John Syracuse said brain, uh, uh, it's just brain garbage when you have a dream. I accept that a dream is brain garbage, but I think the way we, the way it made us feel, even though it's brain garbage is important. Mm -hmm. And I think what we take away from a dream, you know, um, Okay, so here's a dream. Let's see. This was, uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, this was the 10 3. So Sunday morning, I wrote this down. <clears throat> Ready? Were you coming down? Oh, uh, Sunday morning, coming down. Cleanest, dirty shirt. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, professional poster printing apparatus is sharp, hot, and way too heavy to take on a plane. Plus, the posters have to always be sung in odd numbers. And the printer itself can't print posters without also printing all printers themselves. And this cannot be turned off. Huh. Uh, the Paris airport pretzels giggle and the ATM's giving you the stink eye. You've been on the flight since at least yesterday. That's the, that's the dream. Wow. There's a lot going on. There's a lot on going on there. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you why I think me writing my dreams down is special. If yeah. you, if you listen to you, you out there, yeah. the listener, the, the global you, you tell me a dream with too much of a story. And I say, fa, I say, that's a story. That's huh. you putting together a thing that you could tell as a story. If it makes too much sense, it's not a real dream for it to be a real dream. You have to lean into, you can't say stuff like, it's your house, but it's not your house. You got to say what it was in the dream as closely as you can. And the less it makes sense, the more likely I am to believe that it's a dream. Now, in this case, you could tell somewhere in there, and it's a loop. I've been on the plane since at least yesterday. There's a professional poster printing apparatus and it's sharp, hot, and way too heavy to get on a plane. Now, you can't print the posters without also printing all the printers. Yeah, I heard that. you can't that. turn That's it off. That's very good. So that Here, does here's not make the thing, any though. What, what you're doing, what you're doing to me, though, what it sounds like yeah. uh, to me is not. It's not informational. It's all language. Like what you you came up with five incredibly, uh, like, like visceral, profound images. There, mm -hmm. they don't need to be connected to one another Correct. for them to. I mean, they're wonderful this is, lyrics, th and that's what makes it art. If I'm being honest, yeah. Here, like, yeah, you, so re read yeah. your read your read your read your dream thing again. And I'm just going to give you like one? a. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah, be a light Yeah, I was going to say, it's a little bit like you look at like a German expressionist. You look at a look at an Edvard Munch's The Scream. Munch, I think he might be Swiss. You look at a Munch and like that evokes a very strong feeling, even though it's really just a bunch of marks on paper. Do you know so what I'm here saying? we go. Ready? <laughs> well, my name is Poster. No, and no, I'm no. Here. You're going to read oh. your dream. Professional poster printing app. Mm. Okay. Professional okay, you, poster. You, sir. No, no, no. You can drop a drop a sick beat if you want. Uh, professional poster printing apparatus is sharp, hot, and way too heavy to take on a plane. Plus, the posters have to always be sung in odd numbers, and the printer itself can't print. I don't know why you're not putting out records, John. Can't print posters without also printing all printers themselves. This cannot be turned off. That's that's the main meat of it. Yeah. Yeah, but there was a there there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's oh, like Paris it's, Airport pretzels giggle. Yeah, there you the, go. Paris. Well, yeah, the Charles de Gaulle Airport figures have. I've never been there, but if that, that and, and uh, um. Uh, Wait, you're 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 communicating truths about the pretzels at the Charles de Gaulle Airport, and you've never even been there. No, God, no. I think you need to read this Psychology Today article on highly sensitive pizza. No, send it, send it to me. FedEx it okay. to me. But the, the thing is, here's the thing, is I have classes of dreams. I've always had classes of dreams. Hmm. I have the new college dream. I have the military yeah, well. school dream. Oh, I have oh. the airport dream. I have the um, museum dream. And in the last couple of years, the uh, airport dream and the museum dreams have been uh, much to my chagrin, joining forces. So you go into a mall, you start out in the good mall, you walk a little bit, and then you're in the old mall. You take a right, and you enter a museum because yeah. there's a museum. You walk into that museum, and it will not surprise you to know there's a, a increasingly smaller malls and musea the deeper in you go. And then you're in an airport, and then you're in a hovercraft? No, then you're in a dark ride. Like the, oh. uh, 
like oh. a, like a, like that's a small world. Oh, uh, now, did you ever yeah. go through a long period where you didn't remember your dreams, or have you always mm-hmm. been able to take ten percent of your dreams and 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 remember them well enough to put them down? It's a very good question. When I was a younger person, I feel like I remembered them pretty well, and let's be honest, they were closer to stories anyway. I think as I got older, I remembered fewer dreams. I'm not sure exactly why, but the ones I do remember usually have some flashbulb moments uh, that are very clear. And there's recurring themes. Uh, A rectangle in the middle of the frame appears a lot. Sometimes that's a dorm room in Sarasota. Sometimes that's a painting inside the museum mall. Mm -hmm. But uh, a, a centered rectangle, almost like but like, you know, with right angles, it's not like a Wes Anderson movie. It's not like a 40 millimeter, you know, that I'm looking at. Anyways, that do, happens. Well, now, do you feel yes. that having recorded your dreams and thought about them has improved your ability to remember your dreams? No. Oh, really? Mm, I don't. It's not a thing you've practiced and, and now can do. Well, I don't. I mean, it's it would be like, I think if you were to meet a real fortune teller, that's probably racist. If you were to meet a real teller of fortunes or, or some media, uh, you know, and, and they're, they're too specific. Well, then that's you probably say just te- a cold teller read. of media. Is that a what tell- you meant? Well, a media, when you get more than one medium, I think that's, that's media. Oh, I get what you're saying. Like if you go to the mall, like our comic book store that I used to love, Two Cats Comics, 320 West Portal Avenue has turned into a, a medium. No. So no yeah. more Fantastic Four, just tall, dark strangers. Do you, you know? the, and I don't, I don't, the, the, you know, this may be a sensitive topic, but do you have bad dreams? Do you have, do you have dreams where you, where they're, where they trend into bad and then do you, how bad do they trend? You mean in terms of like danger and fear and something bad's going to happen? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, I'm pursued a lot in dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I guess like anybody probably, I get some of the classic, like I couldn't make a fist or I tried to scream and that kind of stuff, but it's more yeah. like. Uh, last week there was one where a, um, a, a, a strong and persistent person kept poking me in the ear in a way that was painful and I couldn't oh. get away from them. They poked me in the ear. Oh, poked in the ear. Mm-hmm. Mm. Here's a good one. This one, this one's one of my favorites. I like to re- return to this one a lot. This is from a couple of years ago. Um, let's see. This is from, actually this is from, um, March 12th, 2017. And I, this is a rerun for some of you, but this one's one of my favorites. All the rage was the Scarlett Johansson branded protective helmet. It, it's a colorful helmet, and it is a planner with 11 specific draining holes, and it's an important crucible for ideas. <clears throat> we met at a media event held at a junior high. Scarlett was polite but perfunctory. Then there was a small hotel room with glass walls and doors stocked with herbal bourbons. Ice machine didn't work. Scarlett said, no way am I drinking that shit. She was serious and smart. It might have been Las Vegas. Almost certainly was Las Vegas. That's exactly where I was transported. Got Eleven specific training holes. I have Las Vegas dreams. Now the Las Vegas dreams heavily track. Las Vegas dreams are almost always in a counterclockwise circle, um, as though I were going through like you know, like if you're in Las Vegas and you go to like one of those, uh, you know, it's like a Caesar's Palace. You can sure. kind of do like a loop. There's yeah, like, that's so they're made to be a loop. Yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, thing. But that it's could giant, also be there's also uh, art there. So that could be the that could be the museum dream and the mall dream. Because let's be honest, Las Vegas is really just it's it's a mall. It's a mall for losing money. Yeah, it's a it's an Ouroboros. It's a it's a mm-hmm, mo, mm-hmm. it's a Mobius strip. It's an whole... Ouroboros eating its own tail for sure. So now you you say uh, some well, really some sorry, people might have, this. have heard about uh, this before. Are you saying that there are other shows that you do where you talk about your dreams because you've never done it here? No, I've done it other places. I mm-hmm. do it mostly to provoke John Syracuse because I knowing I think it makes his um logic his logic bolt that uh, the Jawas put on him uh, yeah, very stressed yeah, yeah. out. Meet Moop can't understand Meet Moop. How how um, much of your how much yeah. of your show with John Syracuse yeah. is um is you provoking him? Oh, ironically enough, it's very much the opposite. Oh, he provokes you. Oh, he does. He he pretends like he doesn't, and that's what makes the gaslighting so effective. He has all these flying monkeys that are always happy to congratulate him on how right he is about everything. And you know, I love him. He's one of my dearest and worst friends. Uh, but yeah, people people love to agree with John Syracuse. It's, you know, if you can't find a personality, you could do, um, but you know, the CPAP thing is what's come up now, I believe in at least three different places because of our discussions here. This is really catching fire in the community. I'm hearing a lot from friends of mine. I'm here. I've heard from Matt Howie of all things. He couldn't get his garage door open because of his snoring. 
is this one of these things where <clears throat> then pretty soon people are going to be like, oh, all the great shows, and they're going to like copyright it and make it uh -huh. into the brand of their network? And I'm going to no, be it's like, going to be like, yeah, it's going to be like Griffin McElroy eating a banana sideways all over again. So, I, um, mm -hmm. so, uh, I re I remember when I first started doing a, or I was about to start doing a podcast with Dan, and mm -hmm. you said, oh, this is going to be great because you're going to challenge Dan every time he says something about vitamins. Or about uh, radio well, waves or whatever. Or radio waves. Uh, hat. Yeah, exactly. Or like yeah, anything basically like, you know, the queen is stealing his thoughts through the radio. Right. Through Wi-Fi radio. What, what it turned out was that the dynamic on that show is when Dan starts talking about that stuff, I just like put on a green visor and uh, and and listen very patiently and attentively to, uh, to, uh, to his theory. So it did not turn out that I was the the necessary corrective that mm -hmm. brought uh that brought fun uh to the to, to dan i i'm just i'm just like the rest of us just buckled in for the ride exactly would you rather listen to two middle-aged men argue or would you like to hear them you know uh hear each other out and you got the visor on you're just yeah. you're the you're the uh existential accountant well this was the problem where, you know I, I i think back to that time when you wanted uh john Thirkutha and Thirkusa. me to uh to be on a podcast together and then he spent the whole show telling me that Lamborghinis were better than whatever, you know, he had some thing that he was mad about. He was mad, he at, mad at me about. Yeah. You, you would, but, would you take a McLaren over that? But also, no, but also okay. he, uh, he was mad that I thought that, that I didn't understand evolution or whatever it was. And I look back at that moment and I realize, or I feel like, oh, that was a missed opportunity for me. I should have listened more patiently. He could have explained things to me. And, and instead I was, you know, I was, it's not like I argued with him, but I was definitely like, I was, oh, but you, you gotta know, be careful. Cuticles, well, okay. you know? Like I'm not, I don't think I'm a very defensive manly man about these things, but I do believe in self-preservation. So like opening the door to something as seemingly innocuous as pasta as a food that people eat and enjoy. Mm -hmm. I got two even after he'd beaten me into the ground after two weeks about how i pasta wrong in every way it still continued week after week for almost two months he pummeled me about the right way to put sauce on pasta and no matter what it's like it's like being in french class no matter how you pronounce it it's wrong no 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 yeah. I, I got two months i got two months of i'm saucing the pasta wrong is this a thing where he, where you put the pasta, where you do the, the Sopranos thing and oh you, my God. you make the pasta in the water and stuff, but you put pasta sauce in you the thing the pasta and stir it up? <laughs> pasta sauce into the water. And then you filter the water out somehow and the sauce Paul, is thicker. Paulie didn't move fast. He didn't have to move at all. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Mac Weldon. You can learn more about Mac Weldon right now by visiting macweldon.com slash R-O-T-L. Did you know it's, it's, I think it's still technically summertime. Get your summer on. You know, you need clothes. Please wear clothes. It's so vital that you wear clothes. And right now you can dive into Mack Weldon's swim line with trunk and board short options that are quick to dry and have four-way stretch fabric. And when you're not in the pool, Mack Weldon's new Maverick Tech Chino Short and Radius Short are the perfect additions to your summer wardrobe. I need to start saying things like short and, and pant and trouser. I should start saying that because I think it sounds really classy. The point is that uh, this is going to be perfect for your summer wardrobe, and it keeps you comfortable, so you can confidently power through your most active days. Mac Weldon also has a free loyalty program called Weldon Blue. This is very cool. Level one of Weldon Blue. Hey, you get free shipping for life. Boom, out the door. Bob's your uncle. And once you reach level two by spending $200, you get 20% off every order for the next year. So stay cool this summer and look great doing it with all new collections of men's essentials from Mac Weldon. Uh, you know, summer or otherwise, I got to be honest with you guys, uh, I'm probably the biggest fan in the world of Mac Weldon, and yet I'm desperately not very active. I know you're more active than me, so you'll benefit from this. Me, I, I love I love stuff uh, like their, their long sleeve uh, t-shirt. I have a bunch of those. I do like their underpants. I have their fleece vest. I have all the things, you guys. I wear it every day. So do me a favor. For 20% off your first order, you go to MacWeldon.com slash ROTL, just like it sounds, and enter the promo code ROTL, just like it sounds, and uh, it's going to get you 20% off. MacWeldon.com slash ROTL, promo code ROTL for 20% off. They're reinventing men's basics. And, and don't you want to be there for that? You, you can tell your kids. You know, I was there. I made it happen. I, 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 I got comfortable with Mac Weldon. Do it. 
Our thanks to Mac Weldon for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. You never know when you're going to have to feed a lot of guys. So here, watch me make the gravy or whatever. Is it, I mean, to riches. He's he's a uh, you know he's an Italian, right? Isn't yeah. is it, so? Doesn't he know? Or I mean, I don't. I might be making the pasta. I'm almost certainly making. I make. Are you making pasta, the pasta category here? I make the pasta so wrong. Uh huh. I don't think that I I I think it's indefensible how I make the pasta. I made some last night. But, I think it was indefensible. But okay, here's the here's the difficult part of this, and I don't want to say that John is like a crazy person who corners you on a long subway ride. No, I don't you've said mean, that exact thing to me many times. Well, I don't, um, that's, I don't mean to imply that he is a crazy person on the subway. But okay. John cares, and I guess we probably all have these things, bless us everyone, but he has things that he cares about so intensely that I, I could not care any less about. He might be a highly sensitive person. This article in Psychology Today. Is that an Today, HSP? Is that what that's called? About Yeah, highly sensitive people. It sounds like he's got some of the traits. <gasps> he's a super taster. Does that count? It, well, it's right in there. It's like, do you have intensity? It says. Do you have intensity? Do you have, do you, are you, are you do you uh, feel like other people? Well, I kind of want to talk well, about this article a, now. You might be a highly sensitive person. The reason I ask is because somehow things that happen on this program with our 17 to 35 listeners. It does catch fire in certain communities. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot like what, you know, Brian Eno said about the Velvet Underground, you know, mm -hmm. that they're not as mm -hmm. good as everybody says. But, <laughs> but the, um, <laughs> only 10,000 people ever threw this album away. Um, <laughs> the second album's so much better. He made anyway, the trains run on time. That was the no. thing. <laughs> Brian Eno, he couldn't even get his haircut to run on time. Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, Looks like he got shot with a bald eagle gun. That's a the, famous uh, quote. The, 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 the thing is, though, <laughs> we like the Velvet Underground. Well, sure. we I mean, I don't know if we like them, sure. but as clang, with clang, the Clang, 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 as, Clang, 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 Mm. I'm kidding. I love that band. I just no, like the second, course. third album's a lot better. True. Okay. You're, you're, you've always been a Doug Yule fan. You talk about him. Doug Yule. Yes. Under, under yeah. appreciated Doug Yule. Who loves the sun? I love the sun. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, actually, that, that movie does look very good the, on Apple. The, the um, Capulets are hunter-gatherers. Oh, I see. And, and what are the other The Romulans? It's the Romulans the, versus the, the Capulets. Romulans, the Romulans versus the Capulets. <laughs> the one of them are the, are the hunter-gatherers. The other one Angels. are the... Russians, yeah, where I fear right. to tread. That's exactly it. You got it's it. Teaspoon. You say it, it different. The spoon it all, is different. The tea is different every time. Every time. How's that feel? You like that getting thrown on your face? You like having a super fan on your fucking podcast? <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 But so, in anyway. our Velvet Underground community, uh, things do spread, and I just want to tell you that you know I'm still fighting the good fight, and I mean I would be willing to be the one who buys the black market CPAP, but to a person. Like almost everybody is saying the same kind of shit, which is like, oh, like, like my beloved wife, whom I love, is like, yeah. oh, you have good insurance now. You should go to the doctor. And I, and I says to her, I says, you don't listen to my podcast, do you? And she says, of course I don't. I said, well, <laughs> if you did, and I'm glad you don't, but if yeah. you did, you'd have heard the saga of one, uh, John Roderick spending two years trying to utilize the medical mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a fella thinks maybe I should go up to Puyallup or wherever the fuck it's called and buy a dead man's. Dick meningitis infested CPAP. And so on the one hand, everybody goes, oh, just go through the, oh, don't be a, don't be a maverick about medicine. Go oh. get in the system and let them tell you when to schedule things. Ooh. And then the other, the other thing I hear from people, John, is at least two dear friends have told me that I am absolutely going to die if I use a black market CPAP, that I will suffocate to death in my oh, bed the first night. Oh my goodness. I have always felt and still feel, we've been doing this show for 10 years, and I still feel like there is a fan community, uh, that li or, 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 or rather a large group of people that listen to this show and then talk to you on live journal about it. And oh, when I ask me, you, John, people text me. And when I say, <clears throat> what is, what, what is, what is happening? You say, like you did that one time when I said, people are talking about me on live journal. 
well, you, what are they saying? And you said that's hmm. between me and the live journal community, and what, it would be would, a betrayal uh, of their trust for me to tell you what we're talking about on live. Do you suppose Dave, uh, Dave, uh, Dave, Dave with the brother in the book in, in Marin? What's his name? Uh, mm-hmm. Dave, Dave eight two six. What's his name? Dave oh, Eggers. Eggers. Dave yeah. Eggers. Now, what would Dave Eggers say to you in that situation? What would he say? Well, oh, would he say you should know what they're talking about you on Live Journal about? Hmm. I think no, he'd say he that's would, not for you. He'd say that's I don't, not for well, you. Well, I don't think Dave Eggers is aware that there ever was a Live Journal. Huh. But but he's a, he has well, a little he got bit a surprise of a, coming his way. Well, he's got a little bit of a Wes Andersonness about him, where he's like, <laughs> li- you know, Live Journal. <laughs> but the thing is that that I do absolutely, even when you don't tell me about it, I put yeah. I, you know I, we'll, we'll talk about something on the show, and then and then. I eventually hear about the conversation that's happening uh, because somebody will reference somebody else's reference about a conversation that has been going on for a long time about something we said. And I'm like, where are these conversations happening? And I guess it's you're all on a text thread with each other. No, or it's I mean, all happening somewhere. No, I mean, it's very much, I don't know. Like, uh, did you ever read The Phantom Toll Booth? Yeah. I love that book. Yeah. I don't know which side of anything to look at, protested Milo. That's how I feel a lot of the time. I feel like oh. Milo. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm not even sure what I'm supposed to be confused about anymore. And then I found myself going, was that a reference? Because I feel like I'm losing my goddamn mind. But, you know, we have a high level of engagement with an ex- like, like the Velvet Underground. We mm-hmm. have a mm-hmm. high level of engagement with an extremely deranged number of people. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, I went to the grocery store. And there's... And there's a big freezer there. I got three drinks, John. No, 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 no. There's a big freezer, and they've got a new thing. It's a new thing. Some, It's a new one of these fancy grocery store things where somebody has made bur- beef bourguignon. Beef. Beef. Beef bourguignon. Beef. And put it in a no, bag. No, no, no. Beef. Beef. Beef bourguignon in a bag. Uh-huh. Oh. And uh, for $9 oh. or eight fifty or whatever, you sir, can sir, buy. Sir Lassac. It's beef bourguignon sir Lassac. Sir Lassac. Mm-hmm. And you take it home and it's just like a, it's just like a, it's just, it's just look like a sack and you empty it into a skillet. You put a lid on it, you cook it for nine minutes and then it's better. It's better quality. It's better tasting. It's better food than you'll, you, than you would get from Stouffer's or whoever. If you told you're... me you could go to the Wegmans and buy a bag of beef, I would mm-hmm. be skeptical. But what I'm hearing from you is word on the street is Buff Bourguignon Sur Le Sac is a good bag of meat. Well, so this is what I didn't know because I've seen it in the grocery store a few times and it has an, it's one of those things that has an installation at the grocery store. It has its own freezer and there is like a Paul is, Allen style. In. Yeah. This is the first thing that I, the first time I've ever seen it, it had its own accompanying video system where someone was on a screen going, you're going to love our beef bourguignon. Oh my goodness. And I, and I walked past it for, for a few weeks, you know, I would look at it and go, Hmm. I'm not so sure. About I don't know, this. right? Yeah, but then the last last night I was there and I was like, "All right, okay, let you know, let's look, let, let's try it." And I got it and I came home. I threw it in a skillet. I cooked it for nine minutes. But of course, I made pasta to go with it because everything is made better with a little egg noodle. Wide noodles. You get your papara dal or whatever it's called. Get some big ass wide egg noodles. Wide noodles. You get them. You, you put me I, onto that. And I never look back, John. Well, that's the thing. I was, you know, I was talking to a friend side. about this camping trip we're going to go on, and I was like, "Look, here's the only, the only caveats are I don't eat potatoes, I don't eat olives, and I want egg noodles with every meal. So as long as you mm-hmm. can, you know, facilitate that up at ten thousand feet or whatever, and then you know we're fine. But I, but, I love that you've made that so clear. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm dead serious. And also, you should probably also add, don't touch my feet. But in that instance, you say to somebody, "Hey, look, here's the deal, and this is non-negotiable. But like, this is the way. This is the way that this is going to go. If you if you can meet my terms on this, I will trek to ten thousand feet. Yeah, here we go. Like I'm off. Like we'll mm-hmm. we'll go to the end of the earth. You can oh. carry egg noodles. But so so I make the on, I got the egg noodles. I drain the noodles. I got them in the pot. I got the beef bourguignon in the skillet. I look at the two of them, and what I hadn't considered was, how do I plate this meal? Uh-huh. And so what I did was I just poured the skillet into the pot, and then I stirred it, and then I poured the whole thing into a bowl. This is after you drained the noodles. 
I drained the noodles. I didn't mm-hmm. pour the sk- the skillet. You're probably going to get a note about how you're saucing it wrong. Just FYI. Well, that's so that's what I'm wondering. I know I did that wrong. It's, oh this dear, is, this is terrible. You know, mm-hmm. and as I was eating it, I was like, there, there's a lot of ways this I could have done this better than just put it in a mixing bowl and you know and eat it with a uh, a salad fork. <laughs> and so, was hoping you'd have a giant spoon. <laughs> You well, I thought about saying about saying that I ate it with the, the actual super large fork that I did eat it with, but that sounded crazy. So I changed yes. it. I changed yeah, okay, it in the moment right, because right. if you'd seen it in reality, it would have been a it would have been a bridge too far and people would stop. Imagine like, a bite sounds like this. Wow. <laughs> or you're well, like a python. <laughs> and that ding dong Mike Squires was in Seattle for some reason I can't understand. And he was like, I'm on my way to the airport. I'm coming by your house. And I was like, how are you even in Seattle? He was here. I was, like, I was only here for 24 hours. Huh. And so then he's sitting in the chair watching me eat my beet bourguignon out of a mixing bowl. And hey, I'm like, listen, if you don't call ahead, you, you got to, you get what you get and don't get upset. That's right. And I said, do you want some, a beef bourguignon? And he was like, I just, he said, I just ate, some burf, I just ate. <laughs> some burf and a salad fork. He said, I just ate my weight in barbecue. And I was like, and you're getting on a, and you're getting on an overnight flight. Yikes. Like have some, have some con- consideration for others. I would, I would want to follow that up with like maybe a cake dusted with a modium. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So now you have been warned by mm-hmm. all of your people not to get a used CPAP machine, but nobody's warning me. All of these people are, you know, I'm going to get dick meningitis and then I'm going to die and, and you're going to get a thousand texts about it where people are like, oh, that was, he should have listened to me when I said that. I'll to get you. a lot of texts and it'll be, it'll be nice stuff. It'll be like, how are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I heard John's dick got meningitis. So, well, no, it's in his spine, like all meningitis. He mm-hmm. got it through his dick. Through his dick. Because a dead man fucked his CPAP up in Puyallup or whatever it's called. I'm going to go uh, today and they're going to put something on me and I'm going to yeah. come home and I'm going to try to, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a thing. I don't know what it is. Some kind of, it's like one of those little uh, black boxes that Jewish people wear when they go to the whaling wall. Oh, and I I'm, know what you're talking about. It's called yeah. uh, Tevye, I think. There you go. No. What's no, his name? He, Zero he was, He's the, yeah, it's called okay. Zero Mustel. <laughs> and then I'm going I'm to try to pretend. Yes. Like, because the thing is, how does the box work if, if problem number one is that <clears throat> I don't want to go to sleep and I don't want to go to sleep. And maybe, maybe the feeling, if I really, if I read this, this highly sensitive people article and I really think about my feelings, maybe it is that I'm afraid to go to sleep. I don't want to go to sleep because I'm afraid to go to sleep. Oh, do you think this is a MacGuffin, John? Well, I don't know. I don't know why I'm afraid to Maybe go to gonna, sleep. It's, a, it's like a Solomon type thing. Sorry, sorry to go Old Testament, but some kind oh. of thing where there's a MacGuffin. We're like, there's a thing, and I want to convince you that this is the thing and why we're doing the thing. And I get yeah. you to buy into that. This happens a lot in those placebo kind of mix them up 60s, 70s experiments. In this case, what if we find out that just because John has Tevye on his head, that's when he finally realizes you know, it was, it was the friends you made along the way. You just, oh. you're scared to sleep. And it wasn't until you got a head box that you were uh, forced to confront that. Is that, is that a possible thing they're trying to prove? Well, I don't think they're trying to prove it because I think that <clears> I have <throat> just stepped in, I've got a toe into the, the medical industrial complex and they <sighs> don't know anything Gross. about me or care anything about me. They're Absolutely just running me through. Uh-huh. But I'm wondering to myself, because I definitely have sleep apnea, because when I lay down on the couch to go to take a five minute nap, I do this thing where I'm like, and I wake up and and I have a, you know, a half a second of panic. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, all you're trying to do is take a five minute nap. Please, can we you just. You hate that, John. You don't want to suffocate. Do I don't want to, I don't want to trigger no. you, but like, there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, notional anecdotes you've offered about things you don't want. You don't want to be in a hole. You don't want to be mm. in the back of a police car. You definitely don't want to. Go. No, right? I don't want any of those things because they're all in the same family. You're you're right to have identified those as Ugh. as in the same family. Panicky, I don't want to back over my head. I don't want to no. be in the trunk of a car. I don't want to be in the hole. And um and so, but but I think the fear of going to sleep is a different thing because I don't have nightmares. I'm not afraid to go to sleep because they're because Freddy Krueger is in there waiting for me, and I'm not I I'm not afraid to go to sleep because I because I'm afraid of suffocating or anything like that. I have no fear. I have no I have no top level fear about going to sleep. I look at the bed and it's not like I go, oh, it's just that I look at the bed and go, not yet. 
And then I, then I go the other way. I go over here, I sit and I, you know, and there's, uh, and I have a, a mason jar full of rusty nails that I need to sort or whatever. And I have to, and it's like, <laughs> oh, all these photographs right now, right now my dining room table is covered with light bulbs. And, and I've been and, going through a de-rusting and polishing phase. Oh, isn't that fun? I've discovered de-rusting and polishing. So I de-rust mm -hmm. and then I have Brasso and I have a set, I have a set of, of rigid brushes and that's how I unwind at night. Oh, that's nice. It's so nice. John, I, f I found, we live in an old house. There's a bunch of weird shit in the garage. I found a bunch of old, like, brass screws. Oh, I found, I found a, um, a thing of, co of, of, I found a box, a metal box that used to have cocoa in it from probably the 30s or 40s. Smell like cocoa? No, it smells like, I don't know what they put in it. There's a lot of macabre shit going on in our house. But no, I, I discovered a good de-ruster because I was watching a, uh, you ever watch that guy on YouTube that, like, uh, fixes up old tools? He gets like a butcher cleaver that's totally rusted through and then he makes it nice. No, but I did find a show about a guy who goes around the Midwest and finds tractors that are like in fallen down barns. You know how you drive around the sure. Midwest and you're like, look at that rusty old tractor. It's like Whoa, David look Reese at that in uh, tape recorders. Like some yeah. people like fixing up nasty stuff. But this guy, it's a great show because he wanders into the barn. The farmer comes out and he's like, yep, hasn't run yep. in a long time. Just don't don't put your dick in that hole. <laughs> don't don't talk hole. to my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy like goes and he, you know, he pops open the thing. He looks at the thing. He throws, you know, he shoots a little bit of this into that. He, he blows on the, on the spark plug. Like and the then sprint, he gets these he gets things. Like that kind of thing. Well, I don't, he just sort but of heavier goes, stuff, gotta be heavier stuff. Right. I mean, these motors are, are built. I mean, you could crawl inside these motors mm -hmm. and he's like, gets it going. And he's like, <laughs> and the tractor hasn't run in 30 years and he got it going in it. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a show. Magic. So it Just looks magic. like it took him five minutes. Sure. Yeah. But it seemed, I mean, he did it. How long would it take you or me to get a whole tractor run? All the time. Years? All the time ever. <laughs> That's right. And he's just like, rum, rum. and then all of a sudden you got a, you got a tractor. The tractor's back. You got it. Even if you're just improving, I've often said that sometimes when I feel like I, uh, uh, I, I can't exactly say we all have these moments where we need to like get centered and um, my, the super pattern for that, uh, for me, is what I would call controlling a small space. And often that means yeah. cleaning something or cleaning a small area, or it could be, you know, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be your whole house. Maybe you dye your hair, but you want to control no. a small area. Sure, and I cut it my hair in the middle huh? of the night. Three o'clock in the morning, I, I'm always in there cutting my you gotta, hair. You got to get on this machine, John. It's a, I'm tiny, you. it's a tiny little thing I can do. It's okay. Oh, this little hair. Oh, even it out. I love my last haircut, but my kid says I'm not allowed to have short hair anymore, and I'm hating it. I've been saying the same thing. I'm not going to have short hair anymore. I said to my kid, I'm because, you know, she let me cut her hair. It's so itchy. It's so itchy. I hate it. Well, I said, I'm going to grow my hair long. And she said, no, don't do it. And I was like, as long as you're growing your hair, I'm growing my hair. So. You keep telling me that you're going to grow your hair down to your waist. Well, what if I join you and we both have hair down to our waist? And I really got to her. She, the, I could hear you the could gears turning. Metal band in 1985. Well, she was like, I, she, because she's thinking to herself, I was going to grow my hair down to my waist because that was going to be my gesture. And now he is taking my gesture and turning it into something terrible. So that you swiped her gesture. Well, and she now, <clears> you know, <throat> does she want to be responsible because? I'm going to be yeah, the embarrassing dad shit? with long hair. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm just going to say, well, that was your choice. It was your choice that my oh. hair grew long. And it's, you fucked oh, up, honey. Oh, yeah. So she's really thinking about it now. I don't know what she's going to do. It's her decision, though. It's going to take us four years for it to play out. Are uh, you going to take come home with Tevye on your head? Uh, mm -hmm. I think we should think about putting saying. out a sleep appliance called the MacGuffin. Just but no, what do that. I do? What do I yeah. do if my real problem, because I have a secondary problem where I need a CPAP machine and it's going to put oxygen into me mm -hmm. in the night and I'm going to sure. wake up and I'm going to feel strong and I'm not going to have ennui anymore and I'm not going to have angst. You're going to wake up with a light heart like you've always wanted. I'm going to have a light heart. <clears throat> but also, why do I not, in the morning, all I want to do is stay in bed. So in the night, why don't I rush to bed? It's my, it's one of my favorite places to be in the oh, morning. Oh, I see. Something why happens don't I to be there in, in the, the nighttime night? hours. At first, you're reluctant to go to bed, but then at some point, I guess you nod off. And yeah. boy, that's, in my case, like today, I really needed to capture some bonus sleep. So I got, I got a little bit of light double bonus sleep that I definitely needed. <clears throat> but of course, I sleep in my wife's office. It's, uh, you know, oh, it is yeah. known. That used so to be I got to get bed. out of there for meetings and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Your wife's office used to be my bedroom. 
that let's see one? this gets confusing because you're oh, usually in the middle bedroom yeah yeah you're the, on new... the one with the taco the yeah yeah, Anyways, yeah, right. um, but no, tell me this because right now, as soon no. as we get off this show, you sure? Because I feel like you're close to realizing something. You want to keep going? I feel like you're about to really realize something. Well, I, yeah, I, you know, I need I need a little hand holding here. If, if That's when fine. we get off this show, yeah, I will have to struggle not to walk down the hall and go immediately back to bed. I would I would love to do it. You know, like the bed is calling me even right now. Come back. You don't but like going to was, bed. You like going back to bed. Yeah, if it was three o'clock in the morning right now, and I was and I was struggling to keep my eyes open, the bed would be back there, and I would be like, "No thanks," you know. Yeah, hey, friend, crack open a new Brasso. Yeah, but I'm going to go. That's right. I'm going to go polish some some nails, or I'm going to mm-hmm. go downstairs and sort through thirty five <clears throat> years of rock posters that I have all stacked in a you know in a like a ziggurat of memories and <laughs> like. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, 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 you just stepped on a roller a skate, didn't you? Did you just <laughs> a zigger, zigger? I don't even know how to spell that. Ziggurat of memories, and that, that's that might in the, the go down in the books up there with seven sided lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, what do I do with these rock posters? That's another thing. I've got so many rock posters, I couldn't, I could, I could wallpaper the house in rock posters. And what am I supposed to do with them? They're not small. I'll do you one better. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a poster signed by the 2003 Long Winners. I've got a pretend to fall poster, and I got to find a place for it. What are you going to do with it? I mean, you know, I'm framing, put it up. I don't want it to get all. All of our Fillmore uh, posters got like bleached by oh, sunlight. Yeah. So, bleached. and I'm not sure I really want to go into like polarized. But I've got a <clears throat> right here next to me. I've got a This American Life poster uh, signed by Sarah Vowell. I've got a. Uh, I got a lot of Wilberforce, but the, mm-hmm. I treasured that. I treasured that uh, Long Winters one. I've got the I've got the copy of the Seattle Times from 1969 that says "Man Walks on Moon." Oh, and I and it's sitting right here. It's on the table, and uh, I I looked into uh, putting it in a frame, mm-hmm. and I went on all those archivist sites where people are like, "How do I make sh- you know? How do I put a newspaper in frame?" And all of the consensus is. No matter what you do, a newspaper is going to fall apart as soon as you expose it to the light. Yeah, my my John Lennon paper, my St. Petersburg Times from December of uh, 1980 was pretty yellow by the time I graduated high school. Yeah, and so the, what they say is make a photocopy of it and put that in a frame and put the paper itself in a in a bag and put it in the bottom of your closet. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's kind of mm. not the point. I could go to a poster shop and buy a, a poster of Man Walks on Moon. Let's go like in the Xerox of your wife. I mean, it's not really exactly the same. I mean, the ways in which it is exactly the same are not the ways that are important. You sure that's her, but like that's, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a mimeograph of my lady. If you smell a a Xerox, it smells like a Xerox. It doesn't smell like a newspaper. Take one pass it back. That's what they say. Yep. Yep. I mean, half of it is smell, right? If you, if, if, if somebody put a blindfold on you and said, here, smell these five women, Mm -hmm. you'd be able to pick your wife out of, of the lineup. Right. Hmm. Would they all definitely be women? Or would they but, try and would they try and MacGuffin me up a little oh, bit? Oh, they might. They might. They might fake you out. They might put another person and give that person your wife's soap. Interesting. Mm. Huh. Somebody yeah. recently, uh, before my wife had surgery, she had to do do special ablutions, and she got some Dial. I had not used Dial since college. Dial's the soap I would steal from my friends in college. Because you and couldn't like, afford it. <laughs> well, no, I couldn't. I used to. I used to wash that my dishes. That was fifteen cents. What are you talking about? Well, I used to wash my dishes with uh, laundry detergent, and that that caused me to have a lot of cognitive problems for a while. I think so. But I was in the liberal arts, so nobody noticed. I uh, my uh, my uh, daughter's uh, mother partner mm-hmm. showed up yesterday, and you know, if you read this article on highly sensitive people, you got to send this to me. It says a lot about. Uh, it sells a lot about uh, sensitivity to light, sound, smells. Oh, like Dennis DeYoung. Uh, well, or, yeah, or Steve Perry, depending. Mm. But, uh, you know, for me, uh, not to say that I, that reading this article, that, you know, that uh, there was anything in it that I was like, hmm. But, you know, I like sight, sounds, like I love uh, uh, big loud noises, fireworks and, uh, and, and hot rod cars and, and rock yes. and roll. Uh, but I don't want them all the time. I just want them in short bursts, and then I want it to be very, very quiet and and no other sounds, no and no no noises, right? No no alarms and no surprises. <laughs> and it's the same uh, with food. Like sometimes I want beef bourguignon uh, in a pot, and sometimes um, I want not that. 
And so okay. she walked in the door, and from the door, I was like, are you wearing men's aftershave? Ooh, really? And she said, no, but I have this new deodorant, and I wonder if it's too much. And she came over, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, you, you know, this, you, like I've been in truck stops that spell less than, le- send, less like men's aftershave. Send me some of her clothes. I want to <laughs> see what it's like. And so, and she was like, oh, no, I'm I'll not going to send you some rinse. of my wife's clothes. But like, you know, no. just on a, on a DL, just dude to dude. Yeah. You know, I'd like to see what other people smell like. I'm never going to get that again, John. Well, we get, sometimes we get sponsorships from companies that have scented uh, man man products. Well, but what about a box service that sends you uh, just, not in a creepy way, but sends you a woman's clothes. Hmm. Not not women's clothing, but the clothes of a given woman. And I'm not talking about that girl who sells her bathwater. I'm talking like, I have a very specific. Japanese economy? Hi. I, I, one time I had uh, uh, a girl left a uh, a sweatshirt or not a sweatshirt a a flannel shirt in a car. How long and, and I used to have very mixed feelings about Jovan Musk, but after after I smelled that shirt, the the feelings all like like all uh, like p- poles on a magnet all started pointing the same way, and that was up. <clears throat> and, well, you uh, know, Maureen so, Irwin used to wear a CK one, uh, but she really lathered it on. Well, and, I think I sometimes I can't even smell that stuff, you know, from across the street. It smells my like my primary college girlfriend was an obsession uh, user, and that's not my favorite it's scent. But boy, that Marlboro's will always remind me of Orientation Week. But see, this yes. is the point of our service, John uh, McGuffin Box, which right. is we're going to send you something, and you don't know what it's going to be. It might help you sleep. It might be something that smells like a pretty lady, or it could be neither. Because it's really, it is our service. If I can go to sleep. Yeah. And so the box isn't going to tell them anything. What does the box say? The box is going to sit there, you know, strapped to my head and it's going to say, oh, that well, you didn't go to sleep. And they're going to uh-huh. go, maybe it's malfunctioning. You need Muzzle to go tough. to sleep in order for this to work. Oh, uh, I see. And go, all right, huh. well, then I got to wear this box for 48 hours because, you know, okay. like I'm going to sleep when I'm, I'm going to sleep when I finally. So we could offer a third box. Now I would prefer oh, just to get the ones that third. smell like a pretty woman. And I don't mean Julia Roberts. Or do I? Hi. Let me just Don't tell you a little my, bit. That's Be what sure to use say. that offer code. Smelly if, lady. I'm going to put this box on my, if I, I'm going to put this box Stra- on me. Strap and it on. Strap it, on your prayer and box. And it touches my feet, I'm going to be like, get out. Ugh. Ugh. You know, you should write down all your demands for the trip. Make sure people really understand. Because I want to just say once again, that I think it's very admirable that you tell your family um, the importance of your ziggurat of noodles. I think you need to make sure that they super understand and that you will not be afraid to, to bring, bring the hammer down if they try to cut corners. Well, here, so here's the thing. I buried the lead a little bit. Go. Oh. My, uh, my friends, my motorcycle friends have oh, uh, reached out. And, you know, after the last time I did that, that last motorcycle trip, yeah, I, I really spent a lot of time kind of sitting, uh, sitting on my couch, having made it back alive. And I said, all right, you've done, you, you're a man in your fifties. You never rode dirt bikes before. Now you've gone on two week long dirt bike expeditions over mountains and in the snow and across the logging roads. And you have fulfilled, you've fulfilled that. And now you don't need to do it anymore because you are, because you have done it and you don't, you don't have to become it uh, because it just seems like uh, you know, on the plus side, it's seven, da- seven days where you are really living in the moment because on a motorcycle, you cannot not be in the moment at any given moment. Absolutely. Anyway, that doesn't need to become who you are to, to paraphrase. I think it was Pima Chodron. You're the sky, not the weather. Well, yeah, because the entire you don't time need to become it's motorcycle. Like seven straight days where I am just on the absolute, like bleeding edge of, of of total terror at all times. Because you're, I mean, just to be clear here, also, I, I want to, you're, you're saying something that I think might go by too fast that I think mm. is important. Mm. And I'll tell you why this is important. My lady friend just got into a car and caused it to move for the first mm. time in a month because oh, she's been recovering from her knee surgery. But everything you do in a situation like that is double exhausting because you're not only doing a thing, but you're having to think a lot about the thing. Walking is difficult. Because you have to walk with a purposefulness, mindfulness, awareness, not to put, you know what I'm saying? Don't mm-hmm. put any uh, weight on that knee. In your case, John, the way you've described this 
you're doing lots of those crazy turns, like those crotch rocket turns. Mm. You're not, you don't just unwind and amble down the blue highways, as mm-hmm. Billy Idol would say. You mm-hmm. have to actively think about what you're doing. Plus, you're basically riding a horse, which is exhausting. Yeah, right. The thing itself is exhausting. And then in my mind, there is this like, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, don't fuck up. Just like a constant. But so, so, you know, Ben King, architect, Ben King, friend of the show and, and Gregor, who Gregor has decided that he's going to now, he's done enough of these long rides that he's going to convert and turn this into a job. He's going to start leading adventure bike tours of oh, the wilds of Oregon. That's fun. And he's going to do it a little bit better. He's going to have a a, a, a sprinter chase vehicle that meets us at the on the plier oh, or up in like the trees. You carry your bags or your turkey or whatever. Well, and then he's going to make gourmet meals. I love this. Eat with bourguignons. So sack. And hand, hand, uh, or, uh, you know, wood fired pizzas and stuff. Oh, hand, hand turned noodles. Hand turned noodles. And there's going to be like these deluxe cabins up so there. Hot, there hot springs. There's going to be, you know, uh, he's, he's oh. doing a whole thing. Wow. And, uh, and then, and then there's the adventure bikes and off we go, you know, and, uh, and over the mountains. And it's, and so this year, so they write me. And they say, look, Gregor's going to do this. And I, you know, and the thing is, they don't, they, when they were seven years old, they were throwing 125 Kawasaki's around flat tracks that they built Mm -hmm. themselves. Yeah. And they're like, you know, uh, oh, this is just as, you know, all you have to do is just get on it and ride. And I'm like, yeah, except you guys don't have like, uh, like uh, 700 Buffalo right behind you trying to gore you like I do. And they're like, ah, we all have Buffalo. Oh, everybody's like, got their buffalo. I don't think so. I don't think you your buffalo. What's your buffalo? I, I'm like buffalo, I'm buffalo, like, buffalo, buffalo. The back, the back tire of my of my motorcycle <laughs> is six inches from the horn of the first buffalo. <laughs> and so they're like, no, 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 you got to do this. <laughs> they, don't, they don't say that you got to do it because they're not that kind of guys. No, they're like, no, that's the whole point. The point is you got to want to do it. It's like being a marine. But they're like. Here, you know, Gregor's starting this new business. This is his trial run. He wants to make the pizzas. He wants to make the beef bourguignons. We're going to go out. We're going to try this out. Gregor, it's a new role for Gregor. He's going to try so very for real, hard not what to break is, what his motorcycle. What do they call motorcycle. that when you, take out a, when you take out a ship for the first time? Break, not breaking it in. What do they call that? Um, uh, yeah, like, uh, there's a term for that. So this is yeah. his, like, not a dry run exactly, but, like, this is one of his early. Let's, let's see how this would go. If right. I made this into a business, what could I learn from my dumb friends if we did this? Right. And one of the things I think he learned in talking to people was typically most of your clients are not going to necessarily have been throwing 125 Kawasaki's around a track from the time they were six years old. They're going to be closer to John Roderick in mm-hmm. terms of, of of tone and temperature, time mm-hmm. and temperature. Beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop, boop. And uh, so maybe like chill out a little bit on the single track. Uh, ride through shale uh, over like a, a cliff that yeah, falls. Yeah, the vetting into process for deciding what are we talking about? Like probably five, maybe five people on one of these trips. Something yeah, like five, that? seven probably. But like, know. boy, you really you're the John Roderick of this trip, and you're yeah. very concerned that the buffalo are going to get you. Like, I, I imagine your friend, what's his name, Gregor? Gregor. That he's going to want to do some serious vetting. And maybe That's even right. like a competence test to know, like, can you get out of a slide and stuff like well, that? Well, in the past, I think all of the, everybody else on the motorcycle trip is like there because they're being sponsored by a motorcycle company or whatever. They're just like, you know, like, hey, you know, we're on the third floor of the hotel. Why don't I just wheelie up the stairs? Hmm. And I'm out there like, oh, you D-Day. know, mm-hmm. I'm try- yeah, and I'm trying to get, I, I have to try six times to get the kickstand down. And it's like, <laughs> all right, all right, okay. And I'm just, I've always felt like a drag on everybody because, because, you know, I'm just like grannying. I mean, you know, I'm not grannying. We're still on logging roads, but I'm just like on my, I'm on my path, right? I'm doing mm-hmm. my thing. Uh-huh. But now I feel like maybe this time I'm actually, I'm going to be the temple because everybody's going to be going, well, now what does Roderick want? No kidding. You're the temple. How about I that? I don't know yet. I don't know. I think they're uh-huh. going to forget but about it. you're ready for that if you're called tracking around. Anyway, uh-huh. I agreed to do it. Okay. And so. And that's where the noodles come in. So I'm leaving on Saturday. Okay. For, for nine days of going down to like whoa, where. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold the phone. You're where, doing a sleep thing on Monday. Yeah. Or Tuesday. Okay. Or no, Monday. Uh, this is, 
going on a sleep thing on Monday. Okay. The, the people from the King Conservation District are coming to kill all the laurels and hollies in my ravine on Wednesday. Oh. And then I'm going to drive down and get on a motorcycle. <laughs> and then I'm on a hovercraft. But then I'm, we're uh, going down to where Eamon Bundy uh, thinks that his sheep should be able to graze. Oh, yeah. He just, wants, he just wants grazing rights. Yeah. And then the, the, there was a big fire down there, too. And, but, uh, but, you know, that eastern, so, southeastern Oregon is just a crazy universe when they were... When they were trying to do the moon landing, I think they went out there and said, this is as close on Earth as you can get to the moon. But there Ooh. are other places that are like, oh, all these canyons and all this stuff. So we're going down there and I'm, you know, and I'm not in good shape right now, Merlin. I'm a big hmm. chubbins. I got, well, you're not getting as much sleep as you'd like. Don't say things like that. Well, you know, all I have you to do is. You should get one of those fat guy motorcycles with three wheels. <laughs> If I get, when I get up from this uh, couch right now and go and, and, and go and limp <laughs> down the hall to go back to sleep, you will be able to hear my muscles strain just like, oh, okay, here I go. Well, make sure you allow time to get to your appointment. Well, yeah, but how am I going to, I'm going to climb on a motorcycle. I'm going to be on this giant horse and I'm going to be like, you know, and it would be, it would be hard for me to walk from the motorcycle to the hot springs oh, you need without a, you need a second small. Motorcycle, more of an assistive device. Yeah, to keep you I need, around. I need a second smaller motor. You need a um. You need a ruggedized rascal. Yeah, a ruggedized rascal. And now Just that could be three wheels, and that would be kind of cool. You know, I'm gonna. So so here we go. Right, it's another yeah. one of these things where it's like, all right, well, uh, because it always boils down to the question of what are you gonna do? Not do it? Well, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Not do it? Well, Here's, I wouldn't you know. No. Greg, Gregor wants to make wood-fired pizza for you out on the playa, yeah. and all you have to do is ride a motorcycle for nine days. What are you going to do? Keep an eye on that guy it? when he wakes up in the morning. By the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> break a leg. Don't think. Don't break don't a leg. Don't suffocate on a this motorcycle. Is, this is one of these don't break a leg moments. No. Well, this is definitely going to be one of those fill out your card because how does John perish by October 11th? No. No, no, well, no. Well, it could be a buffalo, buffalo, buffalo. They're right behind you, buffalo. They're right behind you. You know. Anyway, well, stay safe. <laughs> don't fuck up. 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 <laughs>